welcome to the FBA Profits with your hosts Zuby and Leland. Broadcasting from Southern California, home of Los Angeles, the fourth largest economy as compared to other countries. And today we're talking about FBA as a program, as a whole. And I know this is something that we're working with other people to help launch and get going. So I'm sure you have a lot to share and teach. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to learn about the FBA program. But um, can we can we go back to uh, how uh, you and I never introduce ourselves? Are we just assuming everybody knows us? We're that popular? <laughs> well, you know, normally I think the bumpers are going to be pre-done. Okay. But if you want to take a moment, uh, go right ahead. Who are you, Zuby? So, yeah, no, so I'm Zuby, and that's Leland, and <laughs> we are from Pro <laughs> Welcome, my friends. It's it's true, and, you know, the ones that I recorded already were sort of the, the automated voice. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of uh, uh, humbleness in, in doing it, like but it. if you want to do a live hot one, uh, I'm all ears. Go for I, it. I, I was, I was just, it just hit me, so I thought I'll bring it up, you know. But no, well, let's let's go into the FBA program. You let's sure? Talk about let's talk about the the, the meat of what our uh, of our podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go right um, ahead. All right. Well, so FBA uh, stands for Fulfillment by Amazon. Uh, it is uh, a uh, a service um, that or a program that Amazon launched that changed the e-commerce industry. Um, they you know, everybody knows Amazon started off as a as a book selling uh, platform, um, and then they made the conscious decision to switch to becoming a marketplace. And as they switched from uh, being just bookseller, uh, a marketplace for just booksellers, uh, to having more and more products, they realized that we want to have. Uh, if we want to really grow, we need as many resellers, uh, as many third-party sellers as we can possibly get. So they continuously innovated and created more and more programs and more and more ways to make it easier and simpler for people to use their marketplace to launch uh, and sell uh, their products. Um, the FBA program, when it got launched, was uh, it was the first of its kind as far as I know. And it basically allowed people to go ahead and create a store online and not have to worry about cost of customer acquisition, the process of uh, customer service, the process of shipping their products to the customer, uh, handling returns, payments, any of that. Um, the What Amazon did was um, they said, all right, you want to sell on our, on our marketplace? Here's what you do. You go find a product that you want to sell. Uh, if the, the product page is already on there, great. Add yourself to that product page. Tell us how many uh, units you have that you want to sell. Um, and if the product page isn't there, here's what you need to do to create a product page for that product. Tell us how many units you want to sell. Tell us what price you want to sell it on. And then ship us that product. We have warehouses throughout the nation, throughout the world. Um, you ship us that product. We'll tell you which warehouse or warehouses to ship it to. Uh, once we get that product, then we will handle everything from there. Um, you tell us what price you want to sell it at. We will handle the customer 
service for it. We will handle the shipping to the customer. We will handle returns. We will handle complaints. We will handle customer uh, phone calls. Whatever is involved in the process of getting that product sold to the pro- to the time when you get your money, we will handle all of it. Which really changed the game for resellers because now we didn't have to spend the time, the money, the energy, the resources to fulfill each order individually. There's a we talked about it uh, in the last couple of episodes uh, where we are now because of the coronavirus. Uh, we we a lot of uh, FBA sellers are forced to do merchant fulfill because Amazon's FBA program. Uh, has been sort of very uh, selective on what you can send into their warehouses because of the demand. So there's a lot of work to be done when you have to take one product at a time, put a label on it, put it in a bag or in a box, cover that box, print out a, a shipping label, put it on there, and then go on to the next product. And then when you have all of that, then either you know you talk to UPS or USPS or however you're shipping it, um, or you put everything in your car and drive it to their location to drop it off. There's, um, it takes, trust me when I tell you, it takes a long time for that process, and especially if you're if you have any amount of significant sales. Uh, whereas for the FBA program, if you are selling a hundred of well, bags of flour, one pound flour, instead of having to ship each one individually to the customer. You're putting them in two different boxes. Uh, you, you put a label on them to, to identify them as your product. You put them in two different boxes, no more than 50 pounds each box. You tape up the box and you ship it to Amazon. Amazon handles it from there. You know, they will store it for you. They will sell it for you. They will ship it to the customer for you. If it's a return, they will take it back. If it's sellable, they will put it back in your inventory. If it's not sellable, they will let you know if it was customer damage or their problem or, or they damaged it in their warehouses. They will give you a refund for it. Um, or if, if it wasn't um, and there was some kind of a defect to it, you have the option of having that product shipped back to you to, to uh, review and check to make sure to find out what, what the issue was. And that's, so, and that's the, all at no cost, right? Uh, no, there is cost. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing around because yeah, no. that's the brilliance in my mind. That's the brilliance of Amazon's business model is <clears throat> it's not a lot you know as a business person who's looked at a lot of P&Ls it's not a lot of money that they take but it is a chunk along different way like for storage fees or for shipping or but what I notice is you get to join that platform and we've seen this with some of our products you kind of skipped over they're marketing you're getting so many people looking at what you're posting your product or you know Absolutely. retail arbitrage whatever you brought to the table you get so many people to look at it um, with well, I'm a lazy guy with minimal amount of effort. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, uh, you're, you're going down all those little, all those little tick marks of all the things that, you know, there's going to be a penny here. There's going to be a nickel here. There's going to be a dime here, but it's really the brilliance because Amazon's moving so much product, right? So they're, they're getting their piece, but they've provided an amazing platform for, you know, uh, people big and small as far as like company size. And anybody that has uh, ever had uh, their own or tried to set up their own website where they want they sell uh, products through, they 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 know the cost of customer acquisition is ridiculously high when you're brand new or trying to get new eyeballs to come to your website. Um, Amazon has completely, you know, I mean, we pay for their 
services, but the cost of customer acquisition is non-existent for us because Amazon has built this brand that is trustworthy, that is customer-centric, that people... Now, the majority of searches for products, instead of happening on search engines, are now happening on Amazon. Um, that's uh, I forgot the exact number, but it was over 53% uh, of searches are people, when they're looking for a product, they, they go to Amazon.com or they open up their, their Amazon app, and then they search for the product. It's not it, like they go to Google and search for it and see where all they can buy it from. So no, they're they shopping they specifically for a product. They just jump right into the app. That's yeah. their storefront, right, to exactly. what they're looking for. So I found this interesting when we were doing some research for a previous podcast. 23% of shoppers that go into Amazon, they're just looking. So And they make a purchase. So you got 23% make a purchase, and they were just – they're window shopping yeah. through their monitor. Yeah. Yeah. It's browsing. <laughs> Literally, yeah. yeah. Amazon has done a great job. I mean, they, they have built a brand uh, that basically uh, the consumer and the customer knows that uh, Amazon's business model is customer-centric. They know that they are number one to Amazon. Um, and what Amazon has done is at any whenever they have a product that they are selling themselves, they price it lower than anywhere else for the most part um, and so there's this reputation that they have built that what you not only can you find anything on amazon but it's cheap there which in fact is not really true because over 50 percent of the sales um, in amazon come from third-party resellers um, the last year i believe it was 52 percent of their sales came from third-party resellers which means that you know, third-party resellers' prices are a lot higher than what Amazon prices are. But people, because of that trust that they have built with Amazon, they know that even though if they're paying more, they're going to get it in two days, now in one day. Uh, that if they didn't like it, they can return it. And there will be no questions asked for the most categories. Um, all the grocery, you can't do that with. Um, and they know that Amazon will help them through the process if there's any issues. Um, so that that trust that they have built um, causes so many eyeballs to see a product that it makes our job so much easier. But Amazon is not, they're not dumb. For, every, <laughs> for everything they do for us, they charge us. Um, and and the, the way that they've set it up is brilliant because they want products sold. Um, they don't want to make money off of keeping products in their, in, in their warehouses. They charge us storage fees. But the storage fees for the first few months, negligible. I mean, it, you don't even need to calculate it, really. But if anything stays longer than 12 months, uh, they call them uh, long-term storage fees, LTSF. Now it really bites into your, uh, into your um, ROI because Amazon does not want to hold products for more than 12 months. They don't want to hold products in their, uh, in their uh, warehouses long-term. They want sales they want you to turn that if, if you can't sell it at that price lower your price lower your price until you sell it so it, they, they're you know training sellers to make sure that if you're going to sell something you want to make sure you sell it in less than 12 months otherwise it's not going to be profitable anymore for the most part so the the fba program is not only an amazing service for us that we don't have to that takes a lot of the burden off of us but it's also for, especially for new sellers that 
maybe don't have and a lot of the majority of uh, Amazon resellers never had reselling or retail e- e- as a as a e-commerce seller experience before. So for us, it's good to get that training from Amazon, you know, whether by choice or by force, they're training us to learn how to manage inventory, to learn how to manage our pricing, to learn how deep you want to go. They, they have so many reports uh, on your account, um, on your Seller Central account page that you can print out that will tell you, all right, these items are selling fast. You want to order this many of them and ship it to us in the next 30 days. These things are extra. We have You have extra uh, uh, inventory on these items, and these are the, uh, the exact items, and this is how many we think you have extra of, so change your price. I mean, they, they train you on a regular basis and it's not like somebody's doing it they've built an algorithm that does this for every single reseller out there makes it very simple for us yeah and and within seller central they've shoehorned in so many tools and widgets um might be overwhelming at first but you know the amalgamation of all of the reports and uh you were describing inventory management. It's all there and you can kind of leave it alone and just see what you're doing, especially if you're not doing a lot. But if your inventory starts to get vast and numerous and some things run out and some things don't, the um, I was surprised at um, how deep the, a lot of other systems are set up. You know, oh, here's a CSV file, download it, you're on your own, good luck. The graphs and the charts and all kinds of good stuff. So if you're, you know, tech nerd um, stat guy like I am, you spend a lot of time looking at these numbers and having fun with the different reports that they have. It, it, it's comprehensive. So a little bit, you can touch a lot. You can really go down the rabbit hole, which I do on a regular basis with, with the uh, Seller Central account. And, and that, that also is, a, it, it, like you said, it can be overwhelming, uh, but it, it, it's good to know. Uh, if you don't want to know uh, or you, don't, you can't understand that it, it's too overwhelming for you, then you want uh, at least somebody that is managing your account or overseeing your account or watching over your shoulder to understand your metrics and your numbers. Um, because it's to grow your business, uh, if you don't know your numbers inside out, growing it is going to get you in trouble. Uh, you want to know when you first launch and you have your first product or three products out there, you want to understand what your fully landed cost is You know, from, from the shipping to Amazon, to all the fees, to everything. You ha- you have to know it on a small scale so that when you do grow it, you fully understand those numbers so you don't make major mistakes. Um, and if you don't do it or if you don't want to do it, then there's a service like our services where we can do account management for you. As part of our um, coaching and training program, we can sit there and manage your Amazon account on a regular basis for you. And if we see any major issues, we either let you know or we take care of it for you on your behalf based on how, you know, our conversations and what your needs are. So if you're not going to do it, have somebody else do it. But if you are going to be a business that resells on Amazon or a business that sells anything anywhere, you're, knowing your numbers and understanding these reports is, is crucial to being successful. Yeah, agreed. I wasn't suggesting not to look at them but there's a there's definitely there's a lot to look at and uh, i agree with you uh having somebody to at least walk through 
Uh, I haven't used all of the help files within Amazon, but usually textual stuff takes a little bit of looking at and uh, using guys like you and me to walk through saying, you know, these eight you can ignore. This is the one you really want to focus in on uh, great value to uh, to have to the to the business. And at, at the end of the day, you want to always keep in mind and remember that Amazon at its core is a data gathering company. You know, mm-hmm. it, that's all they do is they gather data. Um, and so they bombard you with a plethora of information um and and i i don't know unless you know unless you are someone who is gonna grow your business to 10 figures 11 figure sales um you're not gonna need all the data that they provide but what's key about it is if you are concentrating on a specific category or concentrating on a specific sector then you want you want to be able to understand the metrics for that specific area. If you are a private label and you are going to brand your product and sell it on Amazon, then being on the brand registry and understanding all the data that they gave brand registered sellers out there is crucial to your business. You don't need to know all the other uh, you know, tangible stuff that may or may not really impl- apply to a brand, but you have to know the details of all the metrics that they sh- they give you for the brand uh, for for the brand management service. Um, if you're a arbitrage seller, you don't need to worry about any of that brand stuff. You don't need to worry about all the how to do PPC campaigns or all the you know advertising metrics for the most part. But you do have to worry about your sales data. You have to worry about your inventory data. So it depends on which business model you've chosen. It depends which uh, sector you're in. You know, you focus on that area and then try to learn as much as you can about that area. You don't 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 get overwhelmed by everything that Amazon provides. You have valid point. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, uh, sort of a tangible <laughs> uh, uh, segue from that. Um, Am, uh, Amazon is, is is the gorilla in the industry, but Walmart's trying to keep to keep pace with Amazon. Uh, they just uh, this year uh, launched their uh, Walmart Walmart for fulfillment services WFS. Uh, they brought it out of beta, and um, it's their FBA. Uh, they they they're investing about a billion or a billion and a half dollars uh, on their e-commerce platform uh, to try to keep pace with Amazon. So once you get established on Amazon and start using the FBA program and you start learning uh, about how all the benefits that an FBA program uh, brings, there are so many different ways that you can uh, scale and grow your business using that program. And, and you know, Walmart is just one example where you can go to a whole different uh, retailer and or a different marketplace and sell the same products there using the exact same type of a uh, program. But just on Amazon alone, you can do it too. You know, we just launched in the Middle East, uh, Amazon's, on the Amazon's platform in the Middle East uh, recently. Um, Amazon has, you know, dot Japan, dot Germany, dot uh, Australia, Mexico, Canada. I mean, they're, they're all over the world. And for each marketplace, the more you sell, the, le- the greater your likelihood of being approved to sell on that marketplace as well. And there are tools and, and service providers that will help you launch in each of these different countries and help you with the shipping and the freight and the taxes and the VAT and all of that stuff. 
Um, but there's ways to grow your business significantly outside of just Amazon.com if that's something you want to do. And you still take full advantage of the FBA program because all of those Amazon, uh, Amazon dot whatever in every country that there have that, that there is, they all use FBA programs. So yeah, you you're gonna have to ship it from here to, you know, we're gonna have to ship it from here to UAE. But once it's there, it's the same FBA program. It's in their warehouses, and the same process happens. So the the learning curve is not as steep to grow your business into different markets. No, it's just understanding that local market. What are they using, consuming? What what's important, and what can you get at you know a lower cost? And there lies all kinds of other opportunities, especially if you got your hands on something that they really really want, and it's hard for them to get it directly. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts though with the launch for Walmart. I mean, obviously late to the game, right? Uh, Amazon's already. <laughs> mm-hmm. You called it the gorilla. It's like they got the whole block, they got the whole zoo. It's all theirs. But um, I know Walmart has to try to bite back at Amazon, right? Years ago, Amazon went after Walmart. They've succeeded in sort of usurping them. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people use Amazon over Walmart, but brand, right? People mm-hmm. could return to use that marketplace, especially in a time like now. Um, how do you how do you see that play out? Is Walmart just, you think they're just checking a box? You think they're going to make a real good run at it? Any early thoughts on it? I, I don't think Walmart is very interested in directly competing with, with Amazon right now. Uh, Walmart's business model has always been to go to, to keep, you know, th- their demographics are more of the lower income to middle income families. Uh, they're going for low priced items, things that are very cheap. And they, they you know, I, I listed um, on, on we, we opened the store on, on walmart.com and I listed probably 20 different items and six of them were, were not published because I didn't meet the uh, pricing requirements that Walmart has for each product. Um, so I, my, my prices were too high. And if I lowered the prices, I wouldn't make any money off of them. So there's, I think Walmart is first trying to keep their demographics the same. They want to they keep their target market the same. But by spending so much money and going and starting their WFS program, I think they understand that they have to keep pace with Amazon at, at some level. I don't know if they can really do a direct competition with Amazon because Amazon's so far ahead of them and so far ahead of the game. Uh, but they're they're you know they're not folding and and saying well Amazon's going to take the whole industry over, uh, but I, I I personally don't think they're they're looking to compete directly with Amazon. I think they're looking to stay within the segment that they are servicing, and they just want to grow that so that that segment doesn't start shifting towards Amazon um, online because everything is going to go online, especially. Yeah, so they're protecting territory. They're, it's a defensive build, a, build the build a wall and try to and, and protect it's a, it. It's it's a forward-looking strategy too, because you know, especially right now, this this COVID nineteen quarantine is going to shift the whole retail industry uh, because there was there was still a very significant amount of uh, customers or consumers that were fighting the uh, process of ordering online, and you, mm-hmm. they're they're you know, staples, uh, their flour and their bread and their food and, you know, just the things that, that they wanted to go into the store and look at it and purchase it. 
Well, with this, now they realize, hey, it's not that hard to order it and get it delivered to you in a day or two. Mm-hmm. And those habits, those, those that shift in shopping habits is going gonna, is gonna to stick around. So if Walmart was just going to concentrate on their brick and mortar stores, they were going to falter very quickly. So, and, and I think they understand that. I think they see that they're going to be, they, they need to have a huge presence online because everything is shifting online. Um, and, and, you know, retail is still going to be around for a little while, but undoubtedly uh, it's going to go away because that, it's the wave of the future. You know, the, everything, ha- everything is going online. Um, and I think retail is going to, as we have seen, retailers are going to be shuttering left and right. I mean, Macy's just uh, laid off uh, 60% of their workforce or something. Um, yeah. it's, it's staggering number. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the call back to having, you know, huge brick and mortar stores, we've seen that change. We see, you know, car dealerships turning into uh, at the local mall. You can, you know, go take a mm-hmm. look at a Tesla and sit in it and arrange a test drive. You can order cars online. So even the traditional, not even, you know, quote unquote, like retail as far as clothing and appliances, it's going to be more and more online um, and continue and, and stay on that path. I see what you're saying. I, I think I personally going back to the WFS, I think they're going to have a, a, a major problem in building the platform only Amazon is in so many different fields and their platform is the, the retail model is so, um, uh, to me, it's steeped in all of the other ones, right? So Amazon's massive. We've talked about how, how, how far and wide they reach uh, digital content, uh, movies, uh, everything, medical. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure everything. out what to say first. There's so many different pieces that they're involved with. And Walmart's just a retailer. So I think this is, personally, I think it's Walmart's attempt. Uh, they were online before. Like, you could buy stuff online. You could go pick it up. I think mm-hmm. they would even ship it to you. Maybe they're trying to get better at the logistics of it. But I, I think they're trying to compete like one stab at, hey, if you want to sell on our platform, we'll do it too. We do have a brand. We do have some recognition. I just don't know. And, and I have no you know, primary research done on this, of course, but I don't know many wholesalers or private labels that would be marching into the WFS to say, you know, take me to, you know, seven, 10 <laughs> digit annual sales. Uh, because of the platform and i know it's early but i i don't think that's what that brand is i think this is just an also ran but it's you know i i agree with you i agree with you but i think i think they are trying to um to generate additional revenue by using uh the marketplace uh business model Mm -hmm. um you know before they like you said walmart not only had their own website but they had a marketplace you know there were third-party sellers and there are third-party sellers on, on walmart.com and they have been for years but it was you know very compared to to amazon it was almost non-existent um and it was all fulfilled by merchant um but with going to wfs and st- having that strategy in place to try to get more sellers on their marketplace i think they're just trying to have a second or a different source of revenue coming in to try to offset some of this loss that they're going to be seeing on on their sales in their brick and mortar stores. Yeah. And I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens when AI comes into the picture. But that's a whole different story. 
the great promise of AI. You and I, one of these days, we'll talk about all of that. Did I hear AI? Thank you for listening to the FB of Profits. Join the community at www.fbofprofits.us. Join us next time unless my AI takes over.